everybody, Fernando Campos here, back after one of the best races of the year. We saw four-time world champion, it's been a while since we saw that, plus numerous different factors we were not expecting to see. So without further ado, let's talk about these different ingredients right now. So before we dive into the title fight, let's address an important topic here, which is Max Verstappen's race. The Dutch got on the lead on the first lap and never looked back, dominating the race with a Red Bull that we were not expecting to be so dominant, because they started the year off as the clear third force and we thought their strength was the sh their chassis, but they dominated a race in a racetrack that has a lot of long straights. So they found a way to overcome Renault's engine troubles, at least in Max Verstappen's car, and the Dutch drove away with this one while Bottas was having kind of a Sunday drive in second. And the team even asked Verstappen to be a little, a little bit more slower. But we know from history that sometimes asking a driver to be slower is not the best of ideas because they are in a groove, they are in a state of their own. So trying to break this groove is not the best idea possible. We know that Ayrton Senna lost a win in Monaco because of that. But Verstappen ignored that and he dominated a race in a way that we never saw him doing that because in his last two wins he never was the clear first driver on the race but now he showed us that he can't be the driver and he showed us maturity and strength and a world uh, champion's arm to be so so in front and so consistent during the race. Now regarding the incident that got him into first place I don't see anyone to blame there. It was just a case of three drivers trying to occupy the same place and not enough asphalt for all three of them. But a race incident nonetheless, no one to be penalized, no one to be uh, point as the as the guilty party of that. And it was not intentional by uh, of Vettel's part because he got he got a bad uh, result of, out of that. So it was just a race incident, a fortunate race incident for us because it changed the, the, the whole story of the race. And now let's talk about the repercussions of that incident because it changed the Mexican Grand Prix from the get-go. So we got into Sunday knowing that Vettel had to win the race and hope that Hamilton finished behind 5th uh, place to be able to postpone Hamilton's championship to Brazil. And we knew that something weird had to happen because Hamilton would never finish 6th or lower in regular conditions, in normal conditions. But it didn't take long for something weird to happen. Hamilton got a puncture on the first lap and dropped like a fly. But unfortunately, Hamilton was not the only one dropping like a fly. Or fortunately, maybe. <laughs> Hamilton was not the only one dropping like a fly because Vettel also dropped like a fly. The German had big front wing damage because he hit Verstappen and then he hit Hamilton. So he had a lot of front wing damage while Hamilton had a puncture. So the Brit problem was bigger. But both of them had to stop on the first lap and they dropped to last and second to last respectively. Which made them have to plow ahead during the race. Vettel had to be a lot more intense because Hamilton only needed a ninth while Vettel needed a second or, or even a race win. And they both started to plow ahead. Hamilton even got stuck in last for a long time because he had problems with his engine and problems with his rear diffuser that got damaged during his puncture lap. So he got stuck behind Sainz for a long time but he eventually found his groove and got back into the got back into the the mix, but Vettel plowed ahead. They had to be really direct on their on their overtakes. They couldn't lose time behind his lower driver because they had only a limited amount of laps to get back on the on the groove on the on the mix. So Vettel did what he could, but he eventually got in a barrier because he overtook everybody until 
fifth place, he overtook Perez, Ocon, and Stroll, and he, he even had to fight to reach Perez because Perez was far ahead. But then when he got into fourth behind Kimi and Bottas, he had a 20-second gap to Kimi, who then had a 20-second gap to Bottas, so his mission was pretty much impossible. Vettel did what he could, he fought as long as he could to be able to postpone Hamilton's party, but this was he was this close to maybe the, bringing this fight to Brazil, but he couldn't. And Hamilton did, uh, the, 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 he did what he needed to do, he got into ninth in a brilliant drive from both of them, in a really great drive, and we saw really good fights between Hamilton and Alonso, and Vado had really brilliant overtakes as well. So it was a great race to see, in a really intense race, in a, in a fight that we didn't expect to be so intense, at least the title decider, because Hamilton would be around third and fourth, and we didn't expect him to drop from sixth or lower. Now, even if you are a Vettel supporter, even if you are a Red Bull supporter, I don't know, you have to recognize Hamilton's championship, and he was deserved from the start. Hamilton's year was impeccable. He capitalized when he had to capitalize. He was consistent. This was maybe one. This was maybe Hamilton's best drive as a world champion, because he had to fight with a foreigner driver. Let's say it was not an internal fight between him and Rosberg, for example. He had to fight with a Ferrari with another team, and he was consistent. He capitalized when he could, and he showed great psychological strength, which was not one of his great assets uh, on the last seasons. Now he was strong, not only on the track, he was not only consistent, but he was, but he was also psychologically strong. He was on the back foot during the whole season, but then when it, was, when it matters, when it was the deciding uh, part of the season, he got ahead and he capitalized when he had to. So a brilliant championship for Hamilton, a deserved championship for Hamilton, and we, have, we are seeing, we are watching one of the best drivers in history, one of the best drivers in history in Formula 1. So a pleasure not only to see Hamilton driving, but also to see Hamilton and Vettel's fight in 2017. And we can only expect better things to come in 2018 between Vettel, Hamilton, and maybe Verstappen or Ricardo. Who knows? We can have another, another character on this fight. So 2017 was a pleasure to watch even though it ended so early on the title deciding part. And now that both championships are decided, we are left with two races with no title to be decided, but we still have good battles happening. First, we have internal battles in Renault and Williams. Stroh overtook Massa in Mexico. Stroh has 40 points, while Massa has only 36. And Renault has a new fighter of their own. Hulkenberg and Sainz are great drivers. They are fighting for supremacy in, uh, internally. Hulkenberg got the upper hand on Quali in Mexico, but then both of them DNF during the race. But Hulk was in a great position. He was running in fourth before his engine gave up. And uh, we also have fights in the in the mid in the midfield. Williams, Renault, Haas, and Toro Rosso are fighting for sixth place. Williams has a lot of uh, points in hand to be, to waste, but Renault is coming coming up hot and Torosso and Haas will be in a fight of their own as well. So we can expect great races because there is no championship to be decided anymore so drivers will be more bold, they'll risk, they'll take more risks now that they're not fighting for a title plus Vettel is fighting with Bottas now for second place. So maybe we'll have a Mercedes 1-2 on the, on the drivers championship even though Vettel led from, from the beginning until the second semester and maybe a good part of the second semester as well. Also Formula 1 is coming to my home turf, the last race is in Interlagos, and for us Brazilians it's great, I will be in Interlagos for the second year in a row, so it's a great feeling for us to see Formula 1 live, and 
it's good. Even though it's, there is no championship to be decided, it's still Formula 1. We still have great races and two more races in this wonderful championship that we had in 2017. And we can only expect great things to come in 2018 as well. So let's enjoy Brazil and Abu Dhabi because after Abu Dhabi, we will only have races in March. So even though there's no title to be decided, there are races nonetheless. And for us Brazilians, it's better because in two weeks time, we'll be at Interlagos hearing those engines live. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want to send your opinions, you can do it on Twitter. I'm there at Down Campus or even here on Anchor. Send a call in. I'll put you on the next episode and we can discuss your opinions and thoughts. Have a great Brazilian Grand Prix, guys. I'll see you then, but don't forget. Fernando is faster than you. Can you confirm you understood that message? Cheers, guys. <laughs>